0: Huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lord. Rain-soaked lords. Rain lord's. Getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Oh crazy. Crazy.
1: Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling.
2: there at that moment in his life with a World Cup title, which is everything that he'd ever worked towards. You know what I mean? From when he was a kid, from humble beginnings, (laughs) it would definitely feel like this is a life's work about to go down right here, right now, and you may never find yourself in this position again. So make it fucking good.
0: Hello and how's it? Welcome back to the show. This is Moving Needle Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Yetling. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for downloading. I appreciate all the direct messages, all the reviews you've been leaving, and if you're really enjoying the show, please share it with a friend. It goes a long way. Now those sounds that you heard in the intro, those are live and direct from the long Live chainsaw, the Stevie Smith documentary that Antil Films has produced and made and as we speak the world premieres are going on and i urge you to go out and try find one of those premieres to watch this film in a theater guys it is so inspirational it is sad and i'm getting emotional speaking about it it is the film on the legend stevie smith that went from the most humble beginnings to winning the world cup overall and being the number 1 rider in the world it is an incredible film and I tracked down Darcy Wittenberg from Antil Films and he'll be the first to say that the whole industry came together to get this film out and it goes to a great cause. We speak about the Stevie Smith Foundation. I've got more sound bites that are from the film. It is incredible. Everyone should watch this film, not just mountain bike fans. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode to understand what it's like to make a film like this and to understand a little bit more about the great Stevie Smith. So guys, enjoy. Well, I'm really excited, as I said in the intro, to have Darcy Wittenberg with us from Antil Films. And uh, I'm sure this project's been dear to his heart and the whole mountain bike community. But Darcy, uh, welcome to the show. And how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks, Andrew, for having me on today. Yeah, I mean, when I started
0: seeing the glimpses on social media, um, I always thought it would be an amazing story. And uh, I've been privy to to watching this film, a pre-release. So thanks so much. I actually feel so honored. And just when I saw that the trailer dropped, I mean, this the excitement and emotions were big for me. Um, I was lucky enough to spend time with Stevie, race alongside him. And I actually, yeah, I was shedding a tear almost in that film. And uh, talk to us a, a little bit maybe before we jump into the film. But, you know, for the listeners out there, they've watched a lot of mountain bike films. I'm sure they've watched a lot of yours. Maybe they didn't even know uh, that Antil has produced some of the stuff that they're watching. So maybe catch us up on yourself, how you're involved with Antil Films, and some of the amazing work you guys have done.
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm one of the co-founders of Antil. Uh, There's four partners uh, that own the company together. And we've all actually been working together since 2003. Um, Our first films that we did together were under the collective name um so that was the collective Rome and Seasons uh and then in 2009 we kind of formalized that partnership under Antil Films and we've done a series of, of films and commercial projects and, and short films uh under Antil Films so it's been uh yeah about 18 years of production and we're a pretty close-knit team and uh this will be our 13th film.
0: Amazing. And you guys share, I mean, with those uh, early movies, which are just iconic movies in the mountain bike world, so you all share a passion for mountain biking?
1: Yeah. I mean, it. It you know, anyone that's kind of working in the action sports space, it usually starts with a passion for the sport first, uh, and then you discover the kind of filmmaking side. And that's how it went uh, for us. And, and for me personally, before I got into filmmaking, I was living up in Whistler, and just a young guy, and actually that was in going back to 96, so the bike park wasn't open yet, but uh, there was still lots of good mountain biking there in the summer, and obviously we have the ski hill in the winter. Uh, so for me, I was just passionately involved in those sports, and the people around me started to produce snowboarding films and mountain bike films. And it was all pretty loose, you know, pretty you know, no budget young guy stuff. and uh, it just kind of slowly and without intention turned into a career and kind of brought me to where we are today.
0: Yeah, and uh, jumping sort of forward now to um, you know, which is an emotional topic, I think, for the mountain bike world and especially as um probably being a Canadian and having filmed with the late Stevie Smith an absolute i mean this film actually had to get made and to see the untold stories and and the history behind him and his family i think i personally feel that it's going to reach far wider than the mountain bike community so what uh, what led you to this film or when did the when did the thought cross your guys mind that this film would probably need to be made or you guys were going to give it a go
1: uh the first conversations honestly were were right at his memorial um and we were just you know everyone was there everyone is extremely upset and you know we're all standing around talking about stevie and good memories and and you know his story does read like a film and you know he had an amazing life and uh and just was that kind of person that drew people in so we we weren't ready no one was emotionally ready at that time to to actually make a film but that was the first time it was actually kind of brought up in conversation and um it took a few years though to get it actually to a place where we were ready to make it and, and everyone involved, close family and friends kind of were in the headspace where we could look at it a little bit more objectively and actually watch footage and gather footage and talk to this about everybody um, in, in a more kind of a objective way. So we could kind of pull back a bit and, and try to look at the story arc and try to come up with something that we felt would flow.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, it's incredible. So, we're talking about the film that if you haven't seen the the trailer, you've got to go to Antil's YouTube. And it's the Stevie Smith film, Long Live Chainsaw. And, it, you know, just I was really impressed with how you made it, I think, relatable to anyone, whether you mountain bike or down, or that must have been a conscious effort to maybe – make sure this film, like, reaches wider audiences, I would assume.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a conscious effort from the get-go for a number of reasons, but the main one is the fact that his story is really inspiring. Um, You know, he's kind of the classic story of the underdog overcoming the odds, and that's something that I think really resonates with anybody um, no matter what stage of life you're at, uh, especially for kids. And, you know, we all kind of see this from different sports stories. Uh, you don't necessarily need to be into the sport to, to appreciate what the athlete's done and what the individual has achieved. So it was definitely a conscious effort on our part to try to appeal as much to that audience as possible. Um, and that's why you'll see... In the film, you know, there's there's kind of setups at the beginning of the film where we just we just explain what downhill mountain biking is, try to give a bit of context into the the larger arena that that Stevie was existing within, um, and yeah, that's just to try to put into context, you know, what uh, what he was up to, and it's kind of cool for us too that are in the mountain bike scene. It's it's I, I like it when you put things into perspective, and you're like, wow, like this is an amazing sport it's crazy like what uh, what riders you know are going through um in these races
0: yeah you guys do an incredible job of, of setting that scene of what the sport is and what's on the line and how much press there is and you're totally right it is such an inspirational story i mean i watch all sorts of sports you know there's a lot of netflix documentaries coming out and you you see these stars and you see them on the podium or winning you're winning or or maybe losing, and it's heartbreaking, but you don't know all their upbringings, you don't know what they sacrificed, what the family sacrificed and um he truly is an inspiration, you know, even watching it now, and I think maybe some of the listeners, uh, it doesn't matter your age, you might be a little bit newer to the sport and not really have known the story. And he would have been one of the guys still racing with Lloyd Bruni, Greg Minard, mixing it up. Like, who knows? I mean, that career technically only just got started when he was, you know, taken from us. So to see you guys put it, you know, on 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 a long film, as you know, and we can jump into that, like, everyone's attention spans, you know, even a trailer is probably too much for some guys' attention spans, but to see it all play out in a long film and that's going to be timeless, which I really appreciate that you guys put that, put that effort in, but maybe talk a bit to the emotion, even though you are trying to be, you know, objective after a while since his passing, like what was it like getting back into the mix and, and connecting with his family and, and having to do the edit? Um, there's some really powerful um scenes in the movie
1: yeah it was definitely an emotional journey to be to be perfectly honest it's it's the kind of thing too where when you're making a film like this and it's especially about somebody that you know i knew well and was a friend um you know it's emotional to look at some of that stuff anyways and then as a filmmaker you're you're trying to put as much feeling into the film as possible, so part of the job is to feel as much as you can when you're looking at this footage and 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 experience the highs and experience the lows, so um, so you can help relay that into the film. So, I mean, it was it was definitely an emotional journey. I mean, it was constantly you know times where you would tear up. Uh, whether it was in interviews, um, just listening to, to some of the heartfelt things people had to say. Um, and some of it's just watching this this stuff over and over again. And and it's crazy because no matter how much I uh, I watch some of these races, I mean, it still like gets my heart going. It still kind of gives you that little kind of peppery feeling in your nose that you could feel the kind of the tears coming on. And <laughs> it's like uh i don't know why but just no matter how many times i watch it it's it still i get an emotional reaction
0: yeah i couldn't agree more yeah i mean we'll jump around a bit but you know some of the key races in the film or his um that wet run he did on dry ties at saint anne i mean i know the result i was there you know and uh same as Gang when he wins the title and i was there and it 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 just, I mean, I, it, like, I know the ending and it's still, you guys were able to just build up this anticipation. I was like, that race is coming. I know what happens. And then I was just like on the edge of my seat, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen and how many seconds he was up by, but it took me back. And I think a lot of hopefully listeners maybe will rewatch some of that era of racing and some of the races that were there, maybe they, listen to it maybe they don't but um and when they watch the film i mean it really takes us all back and that was a huge moment and it was classic stevie Star. i mean he was going out swinging there was no ways he was going to ride defense it just wasn't in his nature was it you've been a friend of his and filming with us, can you speak a little bit to that just some of his nature maybe some earlier film shoots when you were getting to know him and just like he did some crazy shit that's for sure
1: yeah, he um I mean, he was pretty legitimately always on the throttle, you know, like whatever he did, it was always just full throttle and that came through in all the interviews as well. I mean, everybody said the same thing and everybody talked about that, that oh, everything he did, he did it kind of full gas and uh, that was just his personality um, and it did come through a few times on film shoots where. I remember just filming some stuff in Whistler too and some of the like gnarly technical rock gardens. And, and you know, he talks about like, oh, he just, he's like, I just want to like hurt the trail. I just want to smash through it like the gnarlier, the better. And, and yeah, it was something he just wanted kind of more and more of, um, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, another thing he, he talked about, which I always thought was interesting was like in the off season, he would talk about scaring himself like on purpose and and trying to do as many gnarly things as possible. And his philosophy was, so by the time he got to a World Cup track, um, there would be no fear because his strategy was like, well, this is less gnarly than what I was doing last week at home. So bombing down a World Cup track as fast as you can is actually like not the most dangerous thing he was doing. <laughs> in that period so um yeah he was just a charger that was it
0: yeah that sums it up well I remember riding with him in the off season or at races and that was 100% his attitude it was he built confidence from scaring himself or or getting all the gaps ticked off in Whistler and then it ended up being New Zealand where he decided you need to get all these gaps ticked off and You know, some racers would say it's too close to the season. I'm not going to do that, but he felt he needed to push himself. That's how he built confidence, and he was not going to back down from a challenge, and it was a little bit of his undoing there with some of those injuries, but it made for a more epic comeback and uh, to see the fight in Stevie, and I think, yeah, what what an inspiration there. We're going to come back to that topic, just the way he dealt with life, how he dealt with racing, you know definitely didn't leave anything on the table and that's for sure which is maybe one positive thing about him going so early but you know there's so many negative things but it's an amazing amazing film and it really does just celebrate the the race career and and Stevie just so so well and uh so you know how many years in the making then would you if you had to like quickly think about it from like first bit of archive footage to deciding to start edit to to maybe now when this podcast gets released you guys probably would have done the world premiere so what sort of timeline are we looking at for a film
1: like this uh it would be about a year and a half from when we really pressed go on the thing and actually started uh getting more serious about writing an outline for the script, um, getting, getting support, um, financial support from some of his former sponsors to help pull this together. Um, and, and just reaching out to everyone and gathering, uh, gathering footage. Um, so that year and a half ago, it was kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, we were trying to get it off the ground for about a year and a half before that. Um, and we just didn't have, um just didn't have the really the window in our schedule where we could focus on it um and part of that was the 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 whole idea behind this is that it's a not-for-profit project and what we wanted to do was make sure that the production costs were covered so we didn't go backwards on this but uh basically so we could break even on making the film and then donate all the proceeds from the sales and the premiere tour Um, all to the stevie smith legacy foundation um so that does kind of tie into the timing of it because we we really needed a window in our schedule where we could just kind of set our daily kind of projects aside and and dive into this and so the beginning of the pandemic actually offered that opportunity those first few weeks when everyone was just kind of like trying to figure out what do we do and now we're just kind of doing nothing i guess um we immediately started having, like, immediately having conversations, like, okay, like, this is the time to get this TV thing going, let's make it happen, um, and so, yeah, solid year and a half.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, (laughs) excuse me, the irony of that with a you know, a negative and a silver lining was you were forced to sit still and, and get this project off the ground. Yeah, speak a bit to that, that's amazing, so, and that's the same foundation and legacy fund that, uh they built the bike park through i would assume and they're still raising funds for um the the region and riding there so all proceeds like you say once you've covered like your guys hard costs are going to go back to that fund so um and then so w- yeah so there's going to be some amazing world premieres which they need to check out like the schedule they can find on your guys website
1: yeah, exactly, and um, we'll be posting more and more stuff on there as well as social media as, as tour dates come together. So um, we're just kind of coordinating all that, all that stuff right now. Uh, I'm not actually dealing with it ourselves or myself. Um, Carrie Ann Stevens, is doing work with us. She's she's kind of heading that up, and so is my partner Ian Dunn. Um, but I think they're at about thirty shows now. Um, Amazing yeah i would I would say to guys like you're gonna one thousand
0: percent need to buy the film because it's incredible, but now the proceeds are going to a great cause and then go do the premiere as well i mean to watch this film in a theater with proper sound and visual will be next level as well i can I can tell you that you won't be disappointed on that, so you definitely have to go out and do that and um oh sorry, go for it.
1: I was just going to say yeah I mean it's uh it is cool to to see I think this film is a shared experience in a, in a theater um just because it's it's a story that I feel like it belongs to the collective community of, of mountain biking you know it's kind of it's kind of everyone's story and Stevie touched so many people's lives he had so many friends uh within the bike industry and within the the World Cup downhill scene um, so i I feel like it's kind of everyone's film, and so watching it with other people, I feel like is a little bit more powerful as well. Um, yeah but uh but one other thing just I wanted to say just with the uh, with the foundation as well is um yeah, they're really hoping to to kind of use this opportunity to 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 move the foundation forward. Um, you know, it started. When Stevie passed away, there was the the Legacy Fund um, that was done on GoFundMe, um, and that's where they raised a bunch of money that went towards the Stevie Smith Bike Park in Nanaimo, um, and also went towards uh, helping fund racing for young upcoming racers, um, just getting them access to resources, getting them to races, covering travel costs. Um, but the the people who've kind of put the foundation together are so humble and kind of doing it just from their hearts that they they haven't really publicized the work that they're doing other than at events when they're doing fundraising. So there is no social media presence. There is there is no website um, until now. And it will actually be coming out this week, um, the website. And all of it is timed to, to come out with the launch of the film. Um, so there will be kind of this, this presence and this home that people can go to. And the hope is that with this extra money coming from the film, um, that it will be an opportunity to kind of like jumpstart that um, a little bit more forward and and have hopefully a permanent place um, in, in, the, in the world.
0: Well, yeah, thanks for bringing it up because that is some of my favorite scenes in the movie, in the whole movie. It would be so hard to like spot little scenes but there's a great footage of you know the opening of the bike park and and so many riders that came out you know Seminix there and all those riders just riding the jumps that are built in his honor and I can imagine the kids are gonna just you know go from just well I'm just I'm sure they're pretty starstruck at the riders that come to these kind of bike parks and stuff like that but like you say it's going to hopefully create awareness that when those top riders aren't there the film's going to create more awareness that this legacy fund is there and there's a foundation and then someone that needs help like an up-and-coming racer because stevie did get some help away from say his direct family and stuff and it seems like the community there are so humble um and so selfless. And I think that shines through in the movie as inspiration as well is, you know, helping your neighbor and helping your friends if they need it.
1: Yeah. You can definitely feel that in the film. And, and that's such a big part of Stevie's story was that, you know, when he was young, his uh, you know, his mom was doing everything she could to support her kids. Um, But the hardcore reality of being a single mom um, meant that, you know, she couldn't, be everywhere at once. Um, you know, it's hard for her to be working and taking her kids to bike races and having the money to pay for all the entry fees and bikes and maintenance. What I love about Stevie's story in terms of his upbringing is, is just how much community support he received from everyone around him. And, uh, kind of the hardcore reality for Stevie's mom being a single mother is that you just don't have the time or the resources to, to be everywhere and do everything for your kids. Um, and as a lot of people know that are involved in racing or any sport, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of time and money, um, to, to allow kids to, to be doing that sport enough and to be attending races and paying entry fees. And it was immediately a challenge for Tiana. And uh, what happened was the community recognized this and, and they just rallied around and, and other people stepped in and and basically helped out where they could. And it's a really, it's a really amazing and really uplifting story. Um, And what I, I like about the fact that the legacy foundation exists now and, and how they work is they're doing that exact same thing for for other racers who need support um, and so in a lot of ways that that story has come full circle and and the help that stevie got that made all the difference for him um hopefully is going to be happening to other kids as well and and it's just a like a loop of positivity that just kind of keeps going around
0: yeah and, and speaking of community what about getting the mountain bike community together um, with all the footage and the photographers. And I- I'm sure everyone just jumped at the opportunity to try contribute and didn't need any uh, credit. You know, you know they didn't need their names on the film or anything like that. Yes, you guys as Antilles have produced this and got it off the ground, but it seems like a small army had to get together to make it happen.
1: Yes, this film was a huge collaboration that involved basically everyone that was close to stevie um starting with his family uh going to the friends in nanaimo and then of course the mountain bike community um whether it's you know a lot of the riders that were close to him um and especially the the filmmakers and photographers that worked with him so as we started to piece this together at the beginning the first major task was just to reach out to absolutely everybody that we could think of that might have footage of stevie and just chase down every lead and it was such a cool experience because you could really see how much love there was for stevie out there and everyone was like of course like however i can help whatever you need um it's just like it was just such a cool testament to how much love there is for stevie out there um and so, yeah, I, I worked really close with Gabe Fox on this as well. I mean, Gabe and I talk all the time, like we're talking like almost every day for a long time there, uh, just constantly picking his brain on, okay, who would have been at this race? And, you know, where did this footage come from? And who's the cameraman in the background of this photo? Like they're rolling, like who's that? <laughs> you know? Um things yeah so he was a huge help in, uh and kind of piecing together the memory of like okay who's got what
0: yeah that's crazy had to do some like investigative journalism to get like the right shot you're like but if there's a camera there maybe it's a better angle so um, that's so crazy and like for us that maybe don't understand filmmaking you know, like where do you start so you said you started with a script and then you're trying to get all this archived footage and then you start like piecing it all together and going, okay, I'm really missing this. It it, it is a critical part of the film. Like, how does it, how does it work? If you can maybe like give us a few of the challenges you went through, I think is what I'm asking for.
1: Yeah, definitely. The, the script was essentially an outline of, of his life. And, uh, we just looked at, that was kind of the initial thing. It turned into like 15 chapters and, we were just trying to piece it together in a way that had like a good story arc to it and had kind of a natural flow. Um, so that was one part. And the other part was just simultaneously gathering all the footage that existed. Um, because before we kind of got too many ideas in our head about, okay, wh- what should be on screen and how should the story be told? It's, it really relies on what footage actually exists you know? Um, and so one of the things that was talked about a lot, um, was just, you know, how Stevie was like, you know, full throttle all the time. So that meant like when he was on the booze and like at a lot of parties and stuff, like, you know, Stevie was like full on. Um, and sometimes he was like hilarious, which is most of the time. Sometimes he was gnarly, but like, there's a lot of wild stories about Stevie, but there isn't footage to to support that it doesn't it doesn't exist and i was one of the things like i tried to hunt down like relentlessly and asking everyone i could you know do you have footage like or photos from in your iphone or whatever um and that was kind of one of the big challenges was the technical side of it because you know a lot of this story in the world cup race years is really like 2012 to 2016. And those are still early iPhone days and smartphone where like, not everyone was backing things up to the cloud. Uh, The memory in the phones wasn't that good. Resolution wasn't good. You know, you couldn't shoot in like a dark nightclub or something. So uh, there's a lot of memories that exist in people's heads that just like, it just does not exist. (laughs) Um, and people, you know, they lose their stuff. Um, and so there was a few things that were, that were, we, we were lost for sure with people's hard drives, just being old and failing. Um, but I, I do feel like the investigative journalism part was, was definitely pretty fun. And I feel really confident that we've like turned over every single stone we could cause I, we just were relentless on this for for a solid year and um i feel like we have what what exists but i don't know i mean if someone's out there holding on something <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah send 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 it over but i was gonna say what happens on tour stays on tour so i don't think you're gonna get but i've got so many memories that pop to mind of of the bars with stevie and he was he was full throttle he was he didn't leave anything on the table no regrets and uh, i've definitely seen the glaze in stevie's eye And you don't want to be on the wrong side of that. So I definitely made sure I was always friendly with Stevie when we were on the booth. But, yeah, I mean, I guess for you, you you might know what might not have been in the film or what, you know, went on the cutting room floor. But for me that watched the film, like there's no ways you missed anything. It's such a cool thing to to witness. And it's awesome to hear that the mountain bike community came together. I think we are all lucky to be in the mountain bike community, I think. It's a, it's an incredible uh, group of people, you know, from all the people that run the companies to you guys that do the films. It's really a solid uh, bunch of guys. And like you say, it is a kind of a movie for the mountain bike community as well to inspire us to do more, to inspire a kid at home to, to do more or chase his dreams, whatever those dreams are. I mean, you've got footage of Stevie saying when he was just super young as a junior, like he wants to be world champion, you know? He's going to go out and get it, and and who knew at the time? You know, it was quite a bold statement, and you just see that competitiveness he had in him, that nothing was going to get in the way. And to see you guys with that footage, and then him backing it up those years later. I mean, there's an incredible scenes in the movie. Have you got something that stands out? If I ask you now, like a scene or a, a portion in the movie that stands out.
1: Um. That's a tough one. There's so many that stand out to me. I, I I love the the tension that's built around the Leo Gang race and and just to me that moment is just I, I'm it's just so powerful just to think and I every time I watch I try to kind of get into the mindset of like, man, like the amount of pressure that would have been on his shoulders at that moment when he dropped into the the race at Leo Gang.
2: To be there at that moment in his life with a World Cup title, which is everything that he'd ever worked towards. You know what I mean? From when he was a kid, from humble beginnings. It would definitely feel like this is a life's work about to go down right here, right now. And you may never find yourself in this position again. So make it fucking good.
1: Um, and Rob Warner said it really well, where he said, you know, this is a life's work about to go down, like right here, right now. Um, and and we kind of flashed through, you know, some, some memories there that kind of brought him to that moment. And it's... Uh, it's just mind blowing to think how easy it would be to falter and how hard it is to just put together a perfect race run and just like one bad tire placement, one bad corner, weird, you know, square edge rock. And, um, it could have changed everything. And I'm always just so impressed by that because, you know, that's, it's kind of the same for every racer, you know, like when you're, you're in those moments, like, Everyone's put a lot of work to get into that, and and it is a life's work for everyone. Um, but the way that season in 2013 unfolded for Stevie, um, the fact that he kind of is the classic underdog coming from behind, and then all year he just like relentlessly was chipping away at G's lead, and kind of came down to that last final moment in the last race, and he was the last guy on the mountain is just insane like it's just the craziest build-up um there's only a few seasons that i feel like that really ever ended um on such a dramatic note
0: yeah exactly last race last man down and 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 you could see that he was uh building self-belief and confidence as the season went on and you were just like if i'm gonna bet i think i'm gonna bet on this guy that's you know the snowball was just going and growing and growing and G was almost having to protect himself and uh, it was cool to see G open up. A- well Darcy little internet glitch there we'll blame South African internet I'm from the boonies out here but I was talking about how exciting that Leo Gang race is and for the you know the race fan that's maybe listening to this and for me as well we've we've had some amazing race you know documentaries and movies over time and you guys package so many cool race scenes into this movie. And that Leo gang one is, like I said, I spoke about it before, but that's definitely, I had two things noted down because I'm obviously a race fan and a Stevie fan, but that Leo gang year end one. And then just, he did the unthinkable at Mount Sinan when, you know, G had come down in the dry. Stevie's at the top qualified fastest or whatever he did on home soil. And it starts pissing rain. And I mean, I think, he's one of the few riders that could pull that off. or we'll have the mental capacity to say, I mean, <laughs> he asks his mechanic if they got wet tires and the mechanic looks at him and says, nope, just dries. And classic Stevie is like, okay.
2: You know, the Montserrat is a gnarly track. You know, it's a difficult place to race and add rain to that and it only gets harder. And so I'm sitting there thinking, this is looking good. This is looking like a win for me. Oh, look at the rain, coming oh, Look at van. the rain. And Stevie looks at me, he's like, did we bring
1: spare wet tires or spare dry tires? And I'm like, spare dry tires.
0: Because, I mean, I knew back in the day, I asked him a bit if he has superstition or if he, you know, has a race goggle or whatever. You know, riders have super weird things that they sometimes do to, like, keep their self-belief. And Stevie's like, no, then I'd have to remember where that goggle is or I would have to keep it clean. And he was like, I just run what I brunk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it comes from, uh, his upbringing too, where he didn't really have that opportunity to have like the perfect gear, or maybe even get into that habit of like being super dialed. And, and he kind of had to learn that I think later in his race career. So, um, yeah, there's tons of stories of him when he was younger about just, just having just kind of like not the best equipment, and he didn't care really how he looked, and he didn't really like, you know, he would race in whatever he was just wearing, and ra- racing on welded together bikes, and um, so yeah, I think when it came to a moment like that, you know, having not the right kind of tires, and the conditions being stacked against him, I mean, he's kind of the perfect personality to shrug that off, and 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 just kind of go for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's another lesson, isn't it? You know, he came from humble beginnings and he just makes do with what he's got. And it, it's really a good lesson to everyone out there. Whether you come from, you know, more or better economic position, it does, doesn't mean you need to be spoiled about it. If someone like Stevie could make it to the top of the world. And uh, yeah, that's an incredible lesson. Well, if we can maybe wind it down, and uh, we talked about the premieres, which I think is an incredible thing that you need to go and watch these films. Uh, it's amazing to watch it before it's released, and like you say, in a community. But say, once it is released, where do they go to support? Where do they buy it? Where are you going to you know, distribute the film?
1: The, the first place that it will come available online will be iTunes, And that will be the place to to purchase it for download, Um, and then the streaming part of it is something that we're still working out with our distributors. Um, So they're shopping it around to to the different streaming platforms right now, Um, and the hope with that is to make sure that it's on a platform that as many people can can see it as possible, um, but also that we get a good price for the film, um, because all of that money will be going directly to the foundation. Um, so we're kind of trying to strike a balance there between the most eyeballs and, and the most amount of money we can raise. Um, so those deals get worked out in the next few weeks really. And, and by the time the movie is available and launching online on iTunes in December, um, we should, we should know, you know, where it will be available. Um, and then, of course, Red Bull is supporting this film, um, so it'll eventually be streamed um, on Red Bull channels um, as well, but they're giving the opportunity um, for it to go onto other streaming platforms in the meantime. Um, so again, there's there's an opportunity to raise funds, um, which has been really cool, and, and Red Bull's been very flexible on this project to, to allow that opportunity to happen because they definitely recognize um, that you know they're they're part of the community too, and this is a, this is a community initiative, and and the intention is to tell his story and raise money for the foundation to help future racers. So everyone's on board with the program. It's it's pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, and I mean you're not going to say it, but I am. Uh, don't wait for it to be on streaming platforms. Go out, do the premiere. Buy it on iTunes and then support it on the streaming platforms because it's all going to this amazing cause. Like, guys, you got to do it. I might have seen the film, but the minute it's on iTunes, you're going to get that click and and we'll be sharing it because it is a community thing and it is so inspirational and uplifting. And, uh, I mean, that's where I want to leave you guys is my thoughts on how inspirational Stevie was. Uh, He inspired me while he was around. He inspires me so much afterwards and watching the film has just re-energized me to just live life to the fullest, like as cliche as that is. But uh what have I maybe missed that you want to share with us before you run off, Darcy?
1: Um I don't think there's really anything that we that we missed, at least in this convo. I'm sure we could just be talking all day long about about Stevie memories and and uh different parts of his legacy. But I think uh, it just still comes down to what we've been saying and, and that is it is a community story and it was really a huge collaborative effort um, between all that know him and, and I feel the most proud about that collaboration and that's really what, uh, what this film production was all about. Well,
0: maybe before you run, is there any more untold stories or funny Stevie stories that you might want to leave us with?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, one thing that came up a lot in his interviews that we didn't, I don't think fully got to dive into in the film was just, was just that look that Stevie had. And you kind of mentioned it earlier, but there was this like direct stare like that he had in his eyes. And, and sometimes it was like determination. And other times you felt like he's just looking like right through you. Um, and that's just something that I think always stuck for me and, and stuck for everybody. And uh, and yeah, I mean Stevie's just uh, he's he's just a very determined, amazing character. And uh, I think that's kind of how I remember him. Well, thanks so much for your time. And uh, I can't wait
0: for the film to be out there for the masses to see. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for you, your team. Uh, anyone listening that had any part to do with it um yeah i'm really thankful that i i got to know him and raced alongside him and i'm thankful that you guys have put that story out to the masses so thanks
1: again awesome well thanks for having me on andrew uh yeah it was good times
0: wow you know you're just from cassidy (laughs) One last thing before you guys go. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us hopefully a five-star rating and review. I read all those reviews. It's awesome getting them. If you got any feedback, you want to send me a message, I get all those messages. I try to respond to them all. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun journey so far. So Until the next one, stay well.